What's up, guys? Thanks for pressing play on 90 Day Fiance, Crazy in Love, the podcast. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host, the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Welcome back to part two of the Crazy in Love podcast. We're talking about episode four of 90 Day Fiance, What's Mine is Mine. And we broke it up into two parts because that first part was... Too much crazy. Too much craziness. Too much crazy and yet too much crazy to come. (laughs) And yet yet not enough. Not enough crazy. So we thought let's break it up into two parts. Let's give everyone a little bit of time to breathe and collect their thoughts. And and also have everyone to have, you know, two days of listening to a podcast like driving, cleaning, whatever you're doing. Twice the crazy. Twice the crazy, twice the love. So check out part one if you haven't. Yet we talked about, man, we talked about a lot of people. We talked about Mike and Natalie. We talked about our newcomers, Stephanie and Ryan. And then we talked about ourselves. We talked a lot about (laughs) ourselves, as we always do. But it was... It was a good one. So check that out if you haven't. But welcome to part two. We hope you like this format. If you don't, slide into our DMs. Let us know. Let us know because we like it. We think you guys are going to like it. But hey, we're open for suggestions. We're just trying to to kick back, have a conversation, relax. We don't want to have to time crunch this thing. We don't want to have to try to fit it into one hour or an hour 15. But we don't want you to... Open up your phone on Monday night or Tuesday morning and see a two and a half hour long podcast. Not even that. It would end up being three and a half hours. <sighs> and yeah, that's a big commitment. That's a big commitment. We don't expect that from you guys. So let us know what you guys think. Slide into our DMs. Like I said, at 90 Day Crazy in Love. That's where all that good stuff's going down. We got those memes. We got the lives happening on Sunday night. And of course, we're there. So we're we're there to and chat. And you are always welcome to message us with any suggestions, any ideas, any, you know, if just you have a thought about 90, just let us know. Let we us would know. love to hear it. And guys, I say it all the time. I'll just say it one more time because why not? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast because listen, now that this thing is two parts and I don't know that it's going to be two parts all the time. We're if, just testing the waters. If we have another season like the other way, it might not even be an hour long podcast because there was just nothing to say about that. <laughs> but subscribe. We made it work. Subscribe so you know you're going to get the episode whenever the episode comes out, whether it's just Monday night, whether it's Monday, Tuesday night. Subscribe so you get the goods. All right. Yes. Anything else to say? That's it. I'm ready to dive back in. All right. And let's start with Brendan and Julia. BJ, a capital BJ. All right. So BJ, they're leaving the hotel. They had that nice little getaway in D.C. with mom and dad. Of course, with mom and dad. They can't get away from them. But now it's time for BJ to head to the farm, right? This is Julia's big welcome to the farm Mm -hmm. moment. And Julia mentions that in... Russia, she had an apartment in a big city in the center, right? So mm-hmm. basically just preparing everyone that she is not a country girl and no. we all are going to learn. She was a go-go dancer. Come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. I, I forgot about it. <laughs> we all are going to learn shortly that, yes, she is not a farm girl. She doesn't know anything about hay. She knows a lot about ho, if you know what I'm saying. That's Jesus a, Christ. That's a go-go dancer joke. How do you know that? What? Ho? 
I'm just oh. saying. <laughs> hey, ho. No. You're a ho for a show. <laughs> there you go. Now we're just, this is turning we're just to Dr. Driving. Seuss. We're just arriving. Shout out to Andrew. I just love Dr. the use Seuss. of Dr. Seuss. <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk about Julia. She gets to the farm. And surprise, surprise, at least for me, she was taking it in stride. She Really? Was, I thought she was not excited about it, but she was more It was accepting. a fake excitement, but what struck me yeah. <laughs> as a little too harsh, mm-hmm. uh, if that's the correct word to describe it, Betty, Betty not just showing Julia the farm, Betty instructing Julia where is what and how to feed each animal. Hey. Like literally, I thought that, in you know, she could have approached it and like, oh, like, look, we have these pigs, we have these whatever <laughs> animals, like you want to feed them, you want to have fun. No, like, okay, this is how you feed them. This is what you do. Any questions? Listen. Like, the way Betty approached this was just a little too much. It may have been a little aggressive, but yes, I think a girl like Julia and a guy like me would need that type of encouragement. If she was like, do you want to feed these pigs? Do you want to wrestle these pigs? I'd be like, no, thank you. But if she said, here you go, here's what you do, that you take the hay, you, I'd go, all right, this is this it feels a little bit better because you're kind of just telling. You're not even asking me. You're telling me this is how you do it. Welcome to your home. You're not going anywhere. You better get used to this. And here's how it's done. Did you guys all picked up on how delicate John is? <laughs> He's this like beautiful, delicate flower that I have to take care of all the time. But no, I mean, listen, if you just tell me what to do and how to do it, I'll do it. If you say, do you want to go feed this goat? I'd probably be like, I don't. Think I no, really you, do. no, you would say, yes, I do, because this is the first time of you being there. But at least you would know what's coming your way. That's true. That's true. All I'm saying is I thought she was immediately going to be like, ew, no, icky, no, thank you. But she was kind of excited about the cute livestock. She loved. We love livestock. We love livestock. And I was happy to see Julia did, too. More so than the livestock, though. She was happy, <laughs> I think, because she felt home. OK, now I'm. Now I'm home, right? The travel is done. Mm. I'm with Brandon. I'm with my future husband at home. And maybe it's not her ideal home. Maybe it's not her forever home. But she kind of felt like this is day one. This is where it starts. From here on, we can be husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And she liked the animals. I think she liked the animals. The beginning, because you saw some horses, you know, like cute animals. But the chickens, the pigs, yeah, not her cup of tea. I just thought she was being a good sport. You she know, was she's trying. She's not thrilled about it, but I thought she was being a good sport. Listen, she did a lot better than Big Ed did or Tim did when they visited their in laws to be. True. You remember Ed with the pigs? Yeah. And Tim trying to impress. Was it Jennifer? Yes. The father was not impressed. Jennifer thought, was not impressed. I thought Julia did a better job than these two gentlemen. Well, she was trying. Yes. Okay. Okay. So they're there touring the animals, touring the cages, what have you. And Ron's like, Julia, do you have any questions? Do you have anything, any questions I can answer? And that's why I was like, take it easy. But then you looked at Brandon and he was just looking at her like, 
thinking, oh my God, like, I hope that, you know, I can see that she will be happy here. Like, and he threw a percentage out. What? Do you recall like 80%? I'm 80% sure oh. she'll be happy here. Brandon said he was 80% yeah. sure. No, 80% sure we're going to make it. Yes, I we're going to make said. it, which is slightly sad because, you know, if it you about, exactly, if you're about to marry someone, it should be 100. But 80, hello, it's better than like 50. No, but I said how Ron asked Julia if she had any questions. And did you not hear what her one question was? No. She oh, said, yes, I did. How much say. is a ticket to Russia? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? This brings me to my second thing. Ugh, Julia says things that appear to be a joke. And yeah. she laughs at it too, but she means it. She means them all. Well, all jokes are half like her, truths. When, when uh, she learned about, you know, the separate bedrooms back in D.C., they were like, well, you you got Betty was like, you guys are not married yet. And Julia was like, well, we should get married tomorrow. Ha right. ha ha ha. Right. Everyone laughed. Meanwhile, Julia was like, yeah, like literally, let's get married tomorrow. No, it's true. There's an old adage that says all jokes are half truths. And maybe in Julia's case, all jokes are like 75% truths. More than that. Yeah. 80%, just like Brandon. That's the common percentage. The 80%. All jokes are 80% truth. So, okay. Julia says she's going to give life on the farm a month. Well, I'll give it a month. Yeah. And after that, we need to move to the city. Listen, she's freaking out feeding the chickens. She's freaking out feeding the pigs. Yeah. But again, she did it. I'm still proud of her. I'm still proud of her for playing along and doing it. So then, then we get to meet. Aspen. Aspen seems to be a very popular name on 90 Day. It's Darcy's daughter, right? (laughs) It was not Darcy's daughter, but had the same name. Aspen Silva. I actually like the name. Aspen Silva would not be caught dead on that farm. Let's just say that. I do like the name Aspen. Aspen Silva might go to that farm to kill an animal and make clothing out of it. (laughs) You don't see that? No. Oh, the House of Eleven using only, only real fur. So Aspen comes over, this family friend who I'm sure Brandon has rolled around in the hay with once or twice. She shows For sure. She shows up. Her job is basically to babysit Julia, I think. Yeah. And th- this is where my second question of this episode or this and our previous uh, episode we released yesterday. All these farmers, literally quotation mark Mark's farmers, a.k.a. Mike, a.k.a. Betty, a.k.a. Ron, did you have other jobs? Well, because you're saying Aspen comes to take care of the farm. Aspen comes to take care of the farm. When they leave the farm. Yes, when they go to work. What do they do? Right. Right. What do they do? And what does Aspen do? Like, what was the purpose of the farm? Like, we see all these animals. What do you sell? You sell the milk. You sell the fur. You sell the meat. You sell... What do you do? Well, farms are a big operations, so I think they need help. And I think maybe that's also kind of why they're excited to have Julia here. Mm-hmm. Here's a fresh hand that can help us out. We got Aspen. Now we got Julia, Brandon. So we're doing all right. Well, Brandon has his own job. So Brandon it's going to be does. Aspen and Julia. Oh, that's going to be a dynamic Which, duo. Actually, it's great for Julia because, you know, all the other foreigners have to sit home and do nothing while waiting for her green cards or that's for a- their green cards. Julia will have something to do. 
if nothing else, she'll have animals to play with. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that'll keep her company. King, yeah, can be her personal petting zoo. <laughs> so, okay, Julia goes and sees and meets all the animals, learns how to feed them. Then she gets a tour of the house. This is where things get weird for me. Mm-hmm. Because the first thing that she finds is this bowl of condoms, right? There's I thought at first she found one of the iguanas. Oh, maybe. The iguanas and the comedians. Maybe. That was the first strike. But yes, I agree with you. The weirdest thing yeah. was the ball of condoms. They're both ribbed. But they find <laughs> this bowl of condoms, which is a classic Betty move, right? Just making things uncomfortable, talking about contraception. But and, like, yeah. I was just going to say, Betty, okay. You want them to sleep in separate rooms. You don't want them to bang because they are not married yet. Right. Meanwhile, you're sending her to a gynecologist. 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 To get pills prescribed and then filling balls around the house with condoms (laughs) for when they're going to sneak around in secret. It doesn't Yet, make sense. you still don't want them to sleep in the same bed while they both are over 25 and engaged? It doesn't make any sense. Any sense. If you're okay with them having sex, which you clearly are by the sight of this condom bowl, mm-hmm. then you should be fine with them sleeping together because that's what you're scared of, I think, when you're a parent and you say, I don't want you guys sleeping in the same room. It's because you don't want them banging. But if you're going to... Give them condoms. You're clearly okay with them banging. And listen, if Julia is going to be working on the farm every single day, they're going to be banging maybe once a week. She's going to be out of it so all tired. the time. Just so tired, you're saying? Yeah. Right. I hope on the next episode, Brandon puts a bowl of earplugs next to Betty's bed. Oh my God, that would be amazing. And I that, love that you said it. That would be fair. That would be fair. Okay, so next stop on the tour, Julia goes to see her room. Mm-hmm. Not totally loving it. I think it was an okay room. They clearly put some effort into it. There was nice pictures of them up on the walls. It felt warm and welcoming. I mean, we all know why she wasn't loving it. It because wasn't the room. It was that it wasn't Brandon's room. It was because it wasn't their room. Yeah, there was no condoms in there. No condoms and... No Brandon. No Brandon, yeah. I get it. But it wasn't like she was shoved into a closet somewhere. No. It was, it was a nice room. But the idea of, you know, two in- adult engaged people staying in separate rooms is a little weird. Fine. I'll give you that. But still, it could have been a lot worse. It could. She could have stayed outside with the pigs. <laughs> So speaking of staying with the livestock, the next stop on the tour may be the worst part of the tour. The kitchen, which they keep crickets in. I did not get that. So there's like, they said, Julia, don't mistake this for a trash can. It's some sort of bin, like a recycling bin. Mm -hmm. And they just keep crickets in the kitchen. I think Maybe to feed the chameleons. That's what they said. Yeah, that's what Betty said. It's for the chameleons. Maybe Brandon brings them home from work. Maybe when he's out, you know, doing his pest control. I don't know, but I'm like, why don't you buy dried crickets at PetSmart? How do you know so much about 
crickets. They they sell dried crickets. Yeah, because when I was a kid, my favorite store was the pet store. Oh, I thought you were going to say your favorite <laughs> snack was dried crickets. So I'm happy that your favorite store was the pet store. Yeah, no, thank you. You don't uh, know what you eat in the Czech Republic. I'm sorry. Not in the Czech Republic. In Asia, they do eat bugs. Oh, yeah. But in Czech Republic, we do not. Well, you don't know. No, we do not. Well, you were telling me on the last, on part one, about bread and an egg. We do not eat crickets. But you eat bread and an egg. We do not eat crickets. Okay. Well, I'm very pleased to hear this. <laughs> Have you ever eaten a bug? No. I would eat crickets, though. Oh, that's probably the last I think this is the eat. only bug I would eat. I would. Because it's very, it I would looks eat crispy. Beetles. I think I would eat Ew, beetles. I would never, ever eat beetles. I think the, never. the last bug I would eat. Would be a roach. Oh, I would never. But I think the only ants? bug... I'd probably eat ants. Ew, it's nothing in it. It's like, it's like cereals. I know, but a cricket. Ooh. Crickets are apparently very crunchy. It's like french fries. Doesn't make it good. I yeah. would eat crickets. Okay. But that's about it. All right. So anyway, this house has a whole Dr. Doolittle situation oh, totally going on. totally Dr. Doolittle Right. Situation. It's a little out of control. And I give Julia... Out of control. All the credit in the world because she says she's giving it a month before she moves to the city. I don't think I would be giving it a month. Well, she's not going to move to the city. She might move back to Russia. That's true. <laughs> she's not going anywhere on her own because once she doesn't have the money, two, she doesn't have the visa, and three, she just can't. Like she either going to suck it up and stay at the farm or she's going to go back to Russia. Yeah. I'm putting my money on staying at the farm. I think... There's like a hostage situation going on there. And or Ron she, and she will she'll get used to it and maybe eventually start liking it. Yeah, but that's still staying on the farm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's too early to tell. Okay, so after the tour, they sit down for a meal. And here's where I get confused. Julia doesn't know about balsamic vinaigrette. And this may sound naive, but balsamic vinaigrette seems kind of like a worldly salad dressing. Yeah, my parents made their own. I was going to ask, what was the salad dressing situation in yeah, Czech but, Republic? But, but they sell them too. In the store they sell yeah. it. Well, we make our own balsamic yeah. vinaigrette. So you were well aware of the salad dressings. Yeah. Okay. So what's her excuse being from Russia? You don't I don't have- think she has an excuse, but me living with uh, a Greek family. Mm. No, they, but I'm saying in Czech, what was no, your salad Czech, dressing situation? My my dad used to make different salad dressings, like really okay. good ones. Okay. But what I'm saying is like every different country uses different things. So I lived with a Greek family. All they used was an olive oil and salt. Right. That's it. That was it. Well, olive probably, oil and salt. They'd probably make a Greek salad. Yes, but you the only ingredients you add to it, and it wasn't just the Greek salad. It was, you know, any salad. Olive oil and salt. Okay. All right. Doesn't sound the tastiest, but all right. Could be worse. Could be crickets. <laughs> Could be crickets, well, yes. Julia seemed to be more scared of the balsamic vinaigrette than living in a house full of crickets. She was like, what is this balsamic vinaigrette? The crickets are fine. The balsamic vinaigrette I'm going to have to get used to. Well, maybe she was used to making her own too. And that's what she said. She said, I'm just going to put oil in maybe some balsamic. <laughs> yeah. Which is That's literally it's it's the same thing. What we do. It's the same yeah. thing. Okay, so then they're sitting down for dinner, and Betty just nails that grace. The way she just nails that grace, Julia has never 
seen a grace like that before. Julia's never said grace. She's only seen it in the movies, which is the same for me. Same for me. You've never said grace. My favorite grace. Do you know what my favorite grace from a movie is? No. Meet the parents. Meet the parents. When Falker (laughs) sits down, he's like, oh, dear God. Thank you. You are such a good God to us, a kind and gentle, accommodating God. And we thank you. Oh, sweet, sweet Lord. He just goes on and on, just (laughs) making up this grace because he doesn't know what to say. Like, oh, we thank you for this sweet smorgasbord you've aptly laid like day by day by day by day. And I'm like, yep, that's my that's my experience with grace. That's about all I know. And apparently that's all Julian knows, too. And best part was when Betty was asking God for Julia to enjoy the farm. Well, I hope she enjoys the farm too. I hope she enjoys I hope that's all I want is for this couple to make. It. This is the couple I think is into each other. I think I think they are but only sexually. Mm, and yeah. so I think Julia is into Brandon sexually. Jeez, and really? hoping he has money. Really? Yes. Into Brandon sexually? Like he's yeah. a sexual being? For her. I I can see that. As a go-go dancer in Russia, I don't think you look at Brandon and go like, this is... No, but you always look at the opposite of what you have. So just like a quiet farm boy. No. I I see why Brandon's to Julia. She's this, you know... Julia's not good looking at all. Oh, I think she's good looking. I don't think she is. Okay, not to skip ahead, but Amira, a lot of people are saying Amira's good looking. I don't think Amira's good looking. I think Amira's better looking than Julia. Oh, agree to disagree. I think Julia... I think Julia may be the most attractive this season. I actually think Brandon is better looking than Julia if we have to like. Really? Mm-hmm. I've seen some images of Brandon where I'm like, oh, he looks like a dude, like a guy. And then I see a lot of images where I'm like, he looks like a little boy and I don't know what's happening. But I think Julia, 8 out of 10. She lo- Really? 8 out of 10. I'm going to say 5 out of 10. Wow. We are very opposite. We are, and we all know this. (laughs) That's fine. But I think they have a chance. I think they both are into each other. I just think it's going to be Ron and Betty who are the outside influences that may get in their way. And they will. They will. Oh, for sure. Look at at what they're doing now. No, I know. I was just making sure I heard you correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so while they're at this table, Grace is said, and then Julia tells Brandon, I'm scared to sleep alone. I'm... I'm scared to sleep alone in this house. And I don't blame you, Julia. It is a, it's a house of horror. It, Natalie thought she lived in a house of horrors. This is kind of a house of horrors with the crickets and all these other Actually, unknown animals. I would animals. feel way more comfortable. You have all these animals around you. you tr- you're way if more trustworthy. If there was an intruder, the animals are going to go nuts. That's true. You would know before they would get close to you. It's quite the alarm system. I'll give you that. At least... I would hope. This way you have all the animals. So I think Julia was basically saying, I'm scared to sleep alone because she was kind of like, hint, hint, nudge, mm-hmm. nudge. I want to sleep with you, Brandon. Of course. I want to make a dent in that bowl of condoms, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so Ron and Betty are not pleased to hear this. And I think if I saw this correctly, Brandon goes and pours He's got a glass of wine. He pours his mm-hmm. glass of wine into Father Ron's mm-hmm. glass to loosen him up. And is like, oh, you know, maybe let's let's talk about this as he's pouring his glass and of wine. And you know, at the beginning, we all were like, oh, my God, we love Ron and Betty. They're so cool. 
they're, they're pissing not me as off. cool. They're, they're not me off. as <laughs> cool, and they're actually are very. What's the word to describe? Especially Betty. Controlling. Controlling and not able to do any compromises. Well, they're not able to see Brandon as an adult, which he is. Yes. He may not look like it, but he's 27. He's 27. He's engaged to a Russian go-go dancer. Mm-hmm. And you're treating him like he's 12. I know he looks like it sometimes. Like the way that Betty and Ron were just like, no, you're not sleeping together. It was like literally them talking to little kids. Right. And Brandon tries to make that joke. Like, let's talk about it. And you just hear crickets. <laughs> well, <laughs> how awesome is that? That every time you make a joke, you literally just hear crickets. No one's laughing because <laughs> there's actually crickets. <laughs> yes, I can't even think about. Like, I, yes, I would not want to sleep in that house. No, I would not want to sleep in that house. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Okay. Well, we- I was just going to say, Ron, afterwards, talking to the cameras about how Brandon needs to push back, it's literally like, no, you and Betty need to dial back. Whoa. Was Ron saying Brandon needs to push back against Julia? Yes, against Julia to kind of like be like, hey, Julia, this is my parents' house. We're guests here. Oh. We live here for free. This, These are the rules. We have to follow them. Yeah. I feel like I've put my foot in my mouth so many times already in this season because, as you said, we were like, oh, Ron and Betty, they're hilarious. They're so sweet, like so funny. No, they're they're kind of awful. And listen, if Ron, Ron, if Brandon and Julia were 15, I would be like, yeah, sleep in separate bedrooms and then bang in secret, right? Yeah. But they are almost 30, yeah. both of them. They are engaged. They met before. Their parents met before. She traveled across the world. I seriously, seriously don't see the issue. So kind of off topic, but TLC stopped previewing the 90-day mm. episodes on demand. So yeah. usually like over the weekend... We would watch that sneak peek. Oh, 30, 40 minutes of the episode is going to appear on the TLC app on TV and let's watch it. So we were excited. We wanted to get that sneak peek. And so we went to go watch it and it wasn't there. So we're like, all right, well, we got to get our trash TV fix. What do we mm-hmm. watch? So we were kind of looking around the TLC app and we stumbled. Oh, up- I know what you're going to say. We stumbled upon Welcome to Plathsville. Is that what it's Welcome called? Welcome to Plathsville. Welcome to Plathsville. And Teresa, for some reason, is loving it. I'm loving it, guys. I'm loving it. It's like. I'm hating it because so good. that mom, and we haven't watched enough for me to even know what her name is, but she's Carol Baskins. Oh, she's a total Carol Baskins. From the Tiger Tiger King. Tiger King. Right? And she's so controlling of her kids, it rubs me the wrong way. She's basically holding their minds and their bodies hostage, not letting them explore or learn anything that she's not okay with them learning or trying or sampling or tasting anything. She's in complete control and it just bothers me so much it upsets me so much that i don't i don't want to watch the show and you don't not really because she bothers me so much oh she bothers me so much can i watch it on my own 
No, I'll watch it with you. I kind of but, <laughs> but my point is, Betty is this woman too. Betty is so controlling. Oh, she's so controlling. Right? Like, they're this, they could be season three or a spin-off of Welcome to Plasville because Betty is, and Ron are the same way. These are my rules. You, this is how you should think. This is how you should act. This is what you should do. And it bothers me because you're not 12 years old. You're 27, Brandon. All right. I'm going to say something. Uh-oh. This is, this is the preface to I'm going to say something probably offensive. No, it's not offensive to any of our listeners. It's going to be offensive to maybe um, to myself or maybe some people in my family. But this is almost the... I don't want to say the only child syndrome because it's not true. It's the syndrome of the mom didn't accomplish what she wanted to when mm. she was a child. Or maybe something was taken away from her. Or maybe she was pushed too hard. Or maybe she was pushed in the wrong direction. And then you want the better life for your kids. But the better life that you wanted. You don't think about what the kids wanted. You're living you through your kids. You're living through your kids. Exactly. And I love my mom very much. And my mom is literally the best. And she's awesome. But and she I loves th- you very much. Oh, and she loves me very much. And like I have a really good relationship with my mom. But I said when I was a kid, I was doing so many activities. Yeah. And it all came from my mom not being able to do it when she was a kid because my grandma was a little more careful with my mom. She didn't want my mom to get hurt. She didn't want my mom to, you know, go go outside of the town. She didn't want my mom to, like, venture out. Mm-hmm. So when it came to me, I was doing everything. Well, I was I th- doing everything my mom couldn't. I think it's okay as a parent to provide or present options to a child, like, Hey, I didn't know even what was out there when I was nine or 10. So I thought it was cool. Like, hey, play basketball, play tennis, play guitar, play piano. You want to take a baking class? Do it. Like a parent should present options to their mm-hmm. child. I just think when the child becomes an adult and finds their groove and says, no, this is what I'm into. Mm-hmm. This is where I want to live. This is who I want to live with. That's when the parents should be a little more hands off. Go, cool. I presented everything to you. You make your mind up. Do what you want. That's the one way to do it. The other way is that the kid's going to get annoyed and be like, I don't want to be doing all this. I want to be doing nothing. You meet some cool Mm. friends. You start smoking cigarettes Uh in the graveyard behind your school. (laughs) And this is going to be the next four years of your life. Uh Uh-oh. This, um, this is getting personal. Is it really obvious I'm talking about myself? Yeah. <laughs> I've never smoked cigarettes behind a graveyard. So, yeah. And then, you know, I started hanging out with the cookies. I started drinking and smoking cigarettes. And it's like my parents did know, but they didn't. It's like they didn't want to know, but I obviously they knew. And it was almost like I was getting lost in all this. I got so lost that I didn't even know what I wanted to do with my own life. You were rebelling. You were rebelling. I was totally rebelling. And then, thankfully, moving forward, when I was 19, I got accepted to a college, but I wasn't thrilled with what I chose to study. So I was like, oh my God, Like I don't want to do this, but I don't know what I want to do. Let me go on an adventure to figure it out. And that's how I applied for the opera program. And it was the best thing I've ever done. So I was going to say, 
It's funny that Brandon's 27 and has never rebelled. But then I caught myself and said, wait a minute. Brandon being engaged to a Russian go-go dancer, this is his rebellion. Oh, that is his biggest rebellion This is ever. his rebellion. This is not who Ron and Betty want him to marry. They wanted him to marry Aspen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like Aspen's as old as Betty, but who knows? Farm life wears on you, right? But yeah, this this is this is Brandon rebelling. Right For there. sure. Interesting. Interesting. All right. And it, it gets to you. And that's why I feel like, you know, you need to push your kids a little that you have to do everything in moderation. Mm-hmm, for and sure. I, we don't have kids, so obviously don't hate me for saying this. But this is moving forward when we do have kids. This is how to approach their lives. Don't be a stage mom. Be a set the stage mom, which is a term I just came up with. I love it. Live on this podcast. Set the stage. <laughs> Set the stage for your child to excel. Like I, I, I would love the idea. Like let's introduce them to a few things, but then let them choose what they like. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Thank you. All right. Enough about BJ. You want to? <laughs> you want to talk about Rebecca and Zied? Yes. Okay. And so, let's talk about these two lovebirds. <sighs> it's been about five days since Zied went to his final interview for the visa and we see rebecca hanging out in a park mm-hmm. awaiting on the results she's just checking the uscis web is that correct US- uscis yeah uscis website she's waiting to see if ziad's visa was approved and this this kind of brought me back to when we were waiting on our approval. Yeah, on the on our green card or my green card. We it kept, was our. Well, obviously just as, it's our. Just as, just as Yara would say, it's our apartment. It was our green card. Yes, I just you know want to make sure people understand that you are the American. I am the foreigner. Oh, if you yeah. say our green card. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it it was definitely Oh, we stressful. kept refreshing it all the time because... Some people don't understand that, for, uh, let's say for me, it was very time sensitive following my work permit. Right. And there was a deadline. There was an end to it that I would lose my driver's privileges. I would lose, you know, my work privileges. So right. I was very nervous because I did have a, a good job. I did have a car. You know, I didn't want to get there. Your fate is in someone else's hands and you're just sitting there. 100%. And at some point, I think we were waiting to get our interview mm-hmm. with immigration and they had sent us a date mm-hmm. and we're like, cool, we got a date. Oh my God. Amazing. We got a date. And we went to the same website. I'll never forget that font that Rebecca had up on her screen. Mm-hmm. You see that like scripty font. Like, oh my God. It brought me back. And we got a date. We got a date. We're going to have an interview. And of course, once the interview is done, we're going to be approved. It's going to be awesome. And then I don't know if it was like a day or two later, the interview was canceled. Oh my God. Oh my, why, why was the interview canceled? Right. What happened? Did they find something? This, did Teresa not tell me something? Is there something in her past that came up? Is and, that what you were thinking? Well, I don't know. Why did we have an interview scheduled? And then a couple of days later it's canceled. Well, I didn't know, but there was nothing in my past. I don't think we ever found out why, but I think we contacted our lawyer and he's like, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Just wait. 
And then a few days later, we had another interview yeah. scheduled. Whew. And that was very stressful. And it was fine. We went, we did the interview, we got approved. But I just remember watching Rebecca brought me back like, yes, checking that website. Do mm-hmm. we have a date? Are we approved? And I felt I felt the stress and the anxiety, the anticipation. For sure. And finally, boom, she she refreshes that magical refresh. And Zied's case was approved. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca calls Zied and is like, guess what? You're approved. But why would she know before him? Well, I feel like, you know, she's like the mom in the relationship. Like she takes care of everything. Zied is just waiting. Right. I guess that, yeah, they don't reach out to you and say, hey, congrats. You're approved. No, you have to. Well, they do. They send you a letter. They'll send you a snail but, mail. But, but the letter might take two weeks. So basically you, you <laughs> can know two weeks prior to you receiving the official letter. So. Right. Rebecca's been refreshing for the past five days nonstop. I can feel her pain. <laughs> so here's the biggest shocker. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but the biggest shocker of this scene, mm-hmm. Rebecca doesn't have an iPhone case with Zied's face on it. Oh, I didn't even pick on that. She's sitting there on the bench on her phone. Just like a black case, I think. What? That's the first thing I would get personalized. What a disappointment, with Rebecca. Z- <laughs> yeah. What is the deal with that? That's the first thing you put your loved one's face on is your iPhone case. I guess. Right? Okay. So. I mean, I have I have your face and my face on my phone. What? It's my background. It's your wallpaper. It's my wallpaper. I meant the case, though. Oh, yeah. You know how she's got her blankets and her credit card and T-shirts. You'd think you'd get an iPhone. You'd think Zazzle would throw a free iPhone case in with all these purchases. <laughs> Very true. But no, I guess not. Okay, so now Zied's approved. Rebecca has to move. I think she's, as she mentioned, she's going to move in with her daughter and her future son-in-law. That's what I didn't, that's what I didn't understand. I didn't make that connection because in a previous episode, she was like, yep, we're moving in with my daughter and her fiance who Zied's not okay with because he can't see me in my PJs. going to bring the drama. But then she was like, I need to move to make sure Zied has a nice home to come to. Well, that's the the nice home? That was my understanding because as she was saying last time or whenever she was on, she spent a lot of money on this visa process and they will still need to spend a lot of money on the wedding, on the green card process, and her lease is up. Mm -hmm. So in order for her to afford it all, plus... She will need to take care of not just her, but Ziad as well, because he won't be able to work. Right. So, you know, to make sure she can afford all this, they would move in with her daughter and her, you know, son-in-law or future son-in-law. And that's how she will be able to pay for everything, save some money. So eventually they can get their own place. Wouldn't you rather move into one of Brandon's chicken coops than, and just be alone than live with your daughter and her fiance. I mean, I like, feel like her daughter and you know her, they have a nice relationship. I know. And listen, I would love to live with my parents for a few months. Why not? I guess so. I, I just think it's a little, it's going to be a little awkward. I'm here for it because I want be the drama. It's awkward for Rebecca. And Zied. Well, Zied's going to be cold And their daughter. Shot. Come on. Rebecca hasn't seen Zied in how long? They're going to want to go to Pound Town. And now your daughter is in the room next 
store, like, I hope Brandon throws some earplugs their way. Maybe TLC should be giving like branded earplugs to all these couples. That's what I'm like saying. A swag bag. <laughs> earplugs, condoms. Mm-hmm. Who knows what else? I think it's uncomfortable, but you got to do what you got to do. And you, you know, if she needs to save money, I get it. Like I get it. She always says, "I'm still paying for you know my ex husband, the divorce, mm-hmm. whatever he costed her." So yeah. No, I know. I know. She's doing the best she can. So then we see Ziad in Tunisia. Speaking of that money, he's got some. I think he dropped some weight. Oh, he's looking good. And you know what? It's not even the weight. Like, forget it. Like, he's never been big or anything. It's the hair. He finally cut the hair. He cut his hair. And that's it. He cut the hair and it just made him look so much better. Maybe he stepped up his fashion. I don't think in this scene he was wearing a t-shirt with Rebecca's face on like, it. Like no oily hair and the glasses. Yeah. He looks way better. He's he's getting his shit together. So, but he is, he's jewelry shopping for Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. He actually saved up some of his own money because I'm pretty sure last time he went jewelry shopping, he borrowed money from Rebecca. To but buy he also, yes, but then he said his sister gave him the money. Yeah, but now he's got his own money. Yes. So he wants to buy something for Rebecca, which is sweet. It's mm-hmm. a nice, right? Everyone gets shit on for not bringing flowers. Yeah. He's going to go bring a nice piece of jewelry. I think it's nice. I always bring gifts whenever I go. And I taught you that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, you know, it's nice to see in these situations because these aren't always the most romantic men on 90 Day Fiance. It's nice to see Ziet stepping up and doing something. True. A little out of the box. So he gets this piece of jewelry. Then he goes home. He's got to pack up. He's got to pack up to go to America. So he goes home. Again, he lives with his parents. So his parents are there. And this it gets a little emotional. I think his parents realize he's leaving. For the states, he's going to be leaving for good, potentially. Mm-hmm. And his dad's like, "You need a, you need to learn a profession." See, Ed, when you go to America, you need to learn a profession. And Ziad's like, "I already did that. I learned a profession." Like, do you not listen when I talk? Apparently, he's learned heating and cooling. Okay. Which, which if he did, and I trust him, if he learned heating and cooling, he's probably going to be pretty well off in georgia what is he gonna do a trade well it's a trade heating Mm. hvac so heating air conditioning oh right i looked it up in georgia you can make 50 60 thousand a year that's not bad as an hvac tech well the average household income in georgia is about 50 55 so him himself is going to make the average household Mm. income if he can get a hvac job so that's pretty good that's good so i think I hope that they're set up for success. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have to live with the daughter and the well, fiance I'm a too more, long. More hoping that Ziad will actually stay with Rebecca and not leave her after he gets his green card. It's suspect how good he's looking, right? But my only thing is that he wasn't that thrilled about leaving Tunisia. Remember, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to miss my." Family, I have my friends here. He wasn't that thrilled as many other were. So that's the only thing I'm like, well, maybe he really is in it for Rebecca. I think he's in that family dynamic where it's just really hard to break out of. You know his mom's super sad to see him go. So I think so that, is the dad. 
I think that weighs on him. I don't know that he loves his situation in Tunisia. I don't know that he loves living with mom and dad. I think he'd probably rather go to America with Rebecca, right? A sec, ah, too much, ah, too sexy, right? <laughs> Why would you not want to go to America and live with that sexy chick versus live with your mom and dad? I just think, yes, his mom and dad's sadness is weighing on him. But yeah. I think, I think once he gets on the plane. And tastes that freedom, he's gonna be into it. I'll tell you this: if I didn't leave when I was in my early twenties, well, I was twenty. I don't think I would leave in my late twenties or early thirties. I think that's too late for, at least for me. Like I would definitely establish something in Czech, whether it would be a job or you know a college or something mm. that yeah. I would be like, oh man. It, is it worth it to leave everything behind? Like I'm, I'm this, this old, you know? But you just said a lot of ifs. You said, if I was this old. Oh, if, of course. If, if, yeah. If, because if you I don't had, know. Of course. If I had this job, if, right? He's 27. I don't think he has a job that he loves. He lives with his parents. So I don't think he has those ifs. I think he's saying, I've got some skills. I can take him to America. I can go live with Rebecca, and hopefully it's just as good, if not better, than my life in Tunisia. Okay, well, you know, I'm hoping. Okay? I I hope that you're right. <laughs> I hope so too, because they don't live too far from us. So I'd love to go give them a drive by to pick up a bucket of chickens and yeah. talk to Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. Okay, that is Rebecca in Ziad. All right. Mm-hmm. How about Jovi and Yara? Oh, Jovi and Yara. Yes. So. They have finally left the bayou. And I'm sure Yar was like, Bayou, like bye trailer park. Oh my god, I love it. Bye fricas Bye Fricassay. Bayou. Bye Flatfish. Bye Trailer Park Trash. Bye Gwen. Anyway, they said bye to the Bayou. So now they're back at Jovi's apartment. And once again, Yar is just going through everything nitpicking his apartment nitpicking his style his plates which i did like i didn't even notice the plates they're like gray great basic gray simple plates but yara said they look like they're used they're used in prisons jeez because she knows prison right well apparently and jovi goes (laughs) like no they're new and they were expensive i'm prison i'm prison mike Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's about how much we reference the office a lot in this we podcast. We love the office. But that's about how much prison Yara knows is how much prison Mike knows. The Dementors. <laughs> what was <laughs> Hey Prison Mike, what was the worst part about prison? <laughs> the gruel gruel sandwiches. <laughs> Just gruel. The Dementors. The Dementors. What's that? That's from Harry Potter. Yes. Right? <laughs> Yeah, Yara knows nothing about prison, but okay. She says everything looks poor, right? The furniture looks ugly and everything looks poor. That's good. She is such a sweet girl. That's good. Yeah. You know, Jovi left his old apartment, found this nice place. In a, and like apparently the nicest part of Nola. Which we'll talk about, but yes, got this place just for you. Whipped out the big TV from his buddy's place, set this whole thing up. And you're like, this is, what is this, a prison? But, Are you making me live in a prison? Well, as Ciara said, nothing is expensive in the U.S., which... She's the opposite of, I think, what people think of the U.S. I thought um, people thought the U.S. was expensive. 
Yes, and I think it's just because she's. I think she's judging everything based of of Joey's apartment, which is actually nice. So super nice. I don't really understand this. She's very confusing. She's she is Amer. No, she is Ukrainian Chuck. Because Chuck's a little ignorant. Chuck's the American who goes to the other country and doesn't know anything and just says stupid things like, do you eat salads here? And Yara comes over here and is just ignorant. And is Yes, because I guess, you know, maybe she did expect the fabulous and rich America as you see in the movies. Joby's got a very nice apartment. Yes, but it's not dimensions. No, it's not Beverly Hills. And that's... And- that's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. Beverly Hills or like the Gossip Girl. Yeah, but it's still very nice. Oh, oh, it's very nice for people who actually live in America and who understand, you know, how life works. Understand oh. the U.S. dollar. Yeah. Yes, yes. So. The people who are not trying to harvest the U.S. dollar. <laughs> so, so Yara hates everything. Her, Jovi's very nice apartment feels like a prison. So, nice place. So they need to go shopping. Yara, I guess Yara needs to buy a mirror. A rug, a new sofa, a bed. She needs everything. I think it's good that she wants a mirror because I think she needs to take a good long look at herself in the mirror. And I don't know why I'm saying mirror. Sorry, I'm saying it like a Boston you, accent. You you are like you almost want to talk about a mirror, which oh, is next. Yeah, <laughs> mirror. You know, you know. I, I know don't. you way too well. Yeah. So, anyways, forget about the mirror. They get to the furniture store, and the sales girl's like, "Oh, you seem like a fancy type of girl. You're a fancy type of girl. Here's a fancy mirror over here." <laughs> These sales. Girl. These sales associates are turning into the stars of the show. Oh, they're trying to, you know, get their five minutes or one minute of fame. <laughs> their one segment of fame. We had the GameStop girl. Oh, who, yeah. Right. With Rebecca. And now we have this mirror girl. Who, I just think it's. I don't know what's happened, if they're producers, if they've cast for these positions, but they're not uncomfortable on camera. They come on the screen and make a splash. And she's like, what's your budget? And Joey was like, well, whatever she wants, basically. Yeah. It's like the House Hunters budgets. When Have you ever seen House Hunters? Nope. Oh, my God. It was one of my favorite shows when I was in Connecticut. You would watch the show. It was, I think it was always two or three segments and you would meet a couple you would learn about this couple and then you would try to go find houses for them and would always like hi i'm matt and i collect crickets and (laughs) and i'm jenny and i'm an instagram model and our budget is two million dollars oh my god i would love to watch that show (laughs) it's like wait what so it sounds great yeah so Anyways, they're getting fancy at this place. But this associate says, and I love it because it's clearly a question prompted by the producers. Oh, hey, what part of the city do you guys live in? Right? Because mm-hmm. when's the last time a sales associate asked where you lived? Because that's, cre- that's creepy. I would be like, why do you care? Although didn't a cashier or a bagger at Publix ask us where we lived? And we were like, oh. No, it wasn't at Publix. It was in Virginia. Oh, no. 
okay, I know what you're talking about because we had Florida IDs. And they were like, oh, you guys. Expired Florida IDs. And they were Look like, at us criminals. And they were like, oh, where did, what are you doing? We said, oh, we moved. They misunderstood us. But I thought there was someone at Florida who was like, oh, where do you guys live? And we were like, oh, like across the street because he parked in our parking garage or something when it rained. What? Maybe he just never. Oh, went. yes. At Publix. Yes. The guy was, like, was it at Publix? Yeah. He was like, where do you live? Wasn't it at Dick's Sporting Goods? Oh, maybe. <laughs> it was somewhere. Publix, <laughs> Dick's. Licks dicks. It's very confusing. Yeah, well, yes, yes. And I remember. I just didn't remember where exactly. But anyways, I was like, who asks your customers where you live? But I think it did happen to us. So the associate asked Jovi, where do you guys live? And he's like, the warehouse district. Of course, the coolest district. And the associate's like, shit, that's that's the nicest part of New Orleans. That's the best part of New Orleans. That's the best. The nicest and the best. And it was just rubbing it. In Yara's face, because Yara's been shitting on that place nonstop. Yes. But, but then the associate takes Yara's side. Because Joey, Joey was a little too snappy. So Yara sees this sparkly rug that she wants. Was it sparkly? I didn't see the sparkles. It was a white rug. It was a white rug, Apparently, yes. Which, I'll take Joey's side on this. Why would you get a white rug? We had light carpet. We kind of have light carpet. And it makes me nervous. It makes me very nervous. You could spill wine on it. You know, Joby. Jones. Yeah, I would not. I would not pick a white rug. So personally. she wants this white sparkly rug, which you live in the mud, right? You live in the swamp. That's the last <laughs> thing you want when you live in the swamp is a white rug. Yeah, like what if a gator comes to visit you? <laughs> so she says she wants this. And Jovi retorts. I'm not putting that sparkly rug in my apartment. Is he saying sparkly? Whatever, whoever, he says, I'm not putting that you rug. You were saying a lot of sparkly, but I didn't see any sparkles. There was talk of sparkles. Okay. Whether it sparkled or not, he said, I'm not putting it in my apartment. I'm almost thinking that you wish it was sparkly because you love it. I do not wish it was sparkly. <laughs> if it was, I feel like it would be one of those rugs that you lay on. I don't know why you're laying on a rug, but you stand up and there's just sparkles on what? you and you can't get it off for a week. Oh my God. Where would you get that rug? At this store. <laughs> You know you're talking about the birthday cards with sparkles. About, yeah, anything they, with sparkles. They, they get on anything you. with sparkles, you touch it for one second and it's with you for a month. But apparently there is a rug covered in sparkles that John would just lay in. I just saying Yara wanted it. Joey did not. He said I wouldn't put it in my apartment and this is the straw that breaks the camel's back because he said my, my apartment. apartment. Which Come on, Jovi, I do take your side from time to time. I'm not going to take it here because it is our apartment. It is. Right? Even even if your apartment is in the warehouse district and it's even a nice- Even if your name is the only name on the lease. It's still our. Especially because your girl flew across the world to be with you. So Yara is so pissed off by this, which she should be mad. She shouldn't be stormed off pissed, but she's- so pissed off, she storms off. She doesn't even buy anything, which means you know she's pissed if she's going to leave without spending Jovi's money. Mm. So, okay, did you see the back of her jacket? I did see it as like a leather jacket with something on it, but I didn't, didn't catch any details. You didn't else. see what it said? No. Dare you. Ooh. I'm like, is that a threat, Yara? Oh, she's a bad girl. Dare you. What do you... What do you dare me to do? 
She's a bad girl. She's a naughty it's probably, girl. It probably was on sale. No, here's actually what I think it is. Her whole big plan is to open up a shop online and sell her clothing. Oh, a lot of people do it. I was thinking about doing it one one so, time, but it's 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 a lot of work. I don't have time for it. So I think the Dare You leather jacket is going to be one of her items mm. in her store. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I I actually know a person who does this for a living, they living really? in America, and they're reselling the clothes in Czech. Wait. They buy it in bulk here and selling it on the website in Czech for profit. But do they create the clothes, or they're just buying? no? They just buy. No, just, I'm saying I think Yara's. Making that. I think I that think was her she, idea. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think it was her idea to make a leather jacket that says, dare you? Hell no. <laughs> I'm going to go online. Oh, hell I'm, no, Yara. <laughs> I'm going to oh. find you the jacket within a minute. All of a sudden, Angela's It's here. a very basic jacket. Okay. But, Fair enough. But, but, I can yeah. understand the idea of that her buying it in a bulk and reselling it in Russia. Okay. Well, I don't think she maybe she'll sell it in Russia, but she's also going to sell it here in America because she keeps promoting this store to come on her Instagram. She says, what? Yes. She says, I'm going to open up a store. I'm going to sell clothes. Stay tuned because everyone always asks her on her Instagram. Oh, where'd you get that shirt? Where'd you get that jacket? And she goes, oh, oh just stay tuned. I'm going to have my store. Oh, her taste isn't my taste really, but it's not leather head to toe. Come oh, on. I love the leather, but I don't love the pink stuff. No, oh, for sure, I'm with you. Or the sparkly white rug. Yeah, sparkly pink. No, I love the black. I love the leather, but not the not the dare me or dare you leather. Dare you? It's, it's a little. This is too basic. A little over the top. So they get in this fight. They take this awkward, silent Uber ride home. They get back to the apartment, and obviously, Joey's like, "I need a drink. I need a drink." Classic. I will say this. Jovi is the king of koozies, right? At When he had dinner at Gwen's, at Mama Gwen's, he had this killer koozie. Now he's at his apartment. He's got another koozie. I've never seen someone use a koozie so much when they're home. Yeah, we never, we have a lot of koozies, but we never use them in, in the house. Because koozies are not meant for the house. I'm sorry, people who use koozies at the house. Koozies are meant for <laughs> barbecues when you're out, when it's hot, when you're taking your time and you don't want the drink to get warm. Mm-hmm, a, koozie, mm-hmm. a koozie is a leisurely accoutrement for your drink, right? You don't, when you're sitting at home, you should not, there was always this great joke. I'm sure you guys have heard it here in America. T, maybe not. But when you'd be hanging out with your boys, you're drinking beers and someone's taking too long, you're always like, oh, how much do I owe you for babysitting that or something? Because mm. you're just hanging with the beer. You're not even drinking it, mm, okay. which is what a koozie is for. It's like, I'm not drinking it. I'm just going to hang here and hope it doesn't get warm. Jovi, you know you're slamming those beers. It's never going to get warm. It's never going to sit around long enough to get warm. What's with the koozies? <laughs> so they get home. He's drinking, koozie and all. Yara starts yelling how Jovi's not including her on the decisions and not making it feel like it's her apartment too, which again, I'm siding with her. So Jovi, he at least mans up. He apologizes. He apologizes for acting the way he did, but Yara's still not accepting it. So they compromise. Like all couples do, they compromise. Is that what you call it? A compromise when you say- It wasn't a compromise. No, it was you buy whatever you want online. Exactly. <laughs> like it's, literally- it's her idea of a compromise. Yes, I was going to say that. Joey literally got a little, like, he got some alcohol in him, and he just gave up. Joey did the opposite 
of most people when they get alcohol in them. When I get alcohol in me, I start buying things online. He got alcohol he in him. Just and he really was like, does. he got alcohol in him. He was like, Yara, you start buying things online. <laughs> right? It was the opposite. Yeah. She the, was fine with it though. I'm interested how this is going to turn out because I can see them being together, but Joey is a little too snappy and Yara is a little too, what's the word to describe Yara? Mm. Posh. Snobby. Snobby. Yes. Snobby and snobby. Snobby and what? Snappy? Snappy and snobby. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I agree with that. So <laughs> Yara's going to buy whatever she wants online and Joey's just going to throw out all of his poor looking ugly furniture. Well, why was the furniture broken? That's a good question. I'm sorry if we missed it because I've seen some memes about I the broken furniture. It. Apparently it's that... Broken coffee table has been sitting there for episodes and they're just getting rid of it. Wait, did he break it during the show? I don't know if he broke it in a teaser leading up to the show or during the show. Someone let us know. But it's been broken. Please, someone let us know. It's been broken. I've seen it in posts. I don't know what happened. But finally, he got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yara feels much better because they basically got rid of everything. I think there's one love seat left in yeah. that apartment. <laughs> She's like, this is so much better. We made room for all of my Amazon Prime purchases. <laughs> and that's that's where it left off. So I can't wait to see the delivery. I can't wait to see what Yara ordered. Oh, yeah. It's going to be sparkly and white and <laughs> sparkly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how long that lasts. Right? Well. All right. We got one more couple. One more couple. Whew. Isn't it refreshing that like I feel like with the other way, we're struggling to come up with something interesting to talk about. And I feel like now we don't know, you know, like, oh my God, there is so much to say. Like, let's cut it down. Like I'm, we're trying to pick the most interesting because there is just so much. When we would talk about the other way, there would be one or two couples and then we'd get to the next couple. I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about this couple. There's nothing to talk about. this. Literally. Couple. Do we have to? Can we just skip this couple? And it's like, no, can you can't. Can we just can't. skip the other way? <laughs> <laughs> can we just bail on the other way? Can we just talk about ourselves? Here's the thing. Some people are not into this season, which surprises me. Because if you're, if you're a 90-day fan from the start, if you if you're yourself are an OG 90 fan, I think this is what you come for. This is what you, you come for these young, naive American men trying to get with women who are probably too good looking for them from Eastern European countries. And this is what I'm here for. But some people are not, some people are just not into this. Not just Eastern European. It's wherever. Middle East, South America, Asia, all over the world. But people, some people like the other way a lot. It's not us. It's not, not us. us. Not we us. We did like season one of The Other Way. Oh, better. yes. I was going to say the season one of The Other Way was actually pretty good. We've always been a little biased, though. I remember it took us. We watched it from the start, but it took us a little while to get excited about it. Yes, but eventually we did the second one. And I don't know if it's because of the couples they chose or because they were they dragged it out so much yeah. that it literally became like, oh my God, like nothing's happening. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if it was maybe shorter, right. 
it would be more action. Like, who knows? But I get it. Samit's parents don't want him to marry Jenny enough. Oh, my God. Right. Every single season. I'm like, Jenny is still kicking. Samit is still like fighting his parents. parents. Meanwhile, he doesn't really want to get married to Jenny. Right. He's like, how has she not died yet? How long does this thing have to go on for? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Enough of the other way. Let's talk about Andrew and Amira. Speaking of Amira. Yes. Remember when I mentioned it, we talked about this on our last, well, the previous episode podcast. And I said, I think that Amira's English is the best. Yeah. It really is. Uh Just listen to her. And it's. It's her accent is not the best, obviously, because she speaks like this. She cuts words like, you know, sentences. It's hard to follow. That's not why I have a hard time listening no, to her. It I is. have a hard time listening to her because she says, I love makeup. I love makeup news. All I want to do is learn about makeup. But I then, don't care about makeup. I don't want to listen to oh, you to speak about that. Which, but it doesn't mean that her English isn't the best out of all the cast members. I'd you just don't like what she's saying. Like, <laughs> literally, you just said that, right? Maybe that's fair. No. But, but when you actually listen to her, her grammar, the way she puts sentences together, okay. it's not bad at all. You're Team Amira. I get it. You're Team Amira. Yes. All right. Should we talk about them? I mean, I'm not loving her as a cast member because. Or a couple. Yes. I'm actually loving Andrew. Andrew is my love to hate. And. Here's love the thing. to hate is the, you have the to, right, you have right to follow way him. to describe it. You have to follow him on Instagram. And I'm not telling you to because he may. I don't think he's going to post spoilers, but he may. And that could ruin things. But to truly appreciate Andrew, you have to follow him on Instagram. Because in his mind, he thinks he is this suave, cool, handsome guy. And he's just fighting against his portrayal on TLC. Every post is like, I'm not like they're making me seem I'm so cool. Here's a video of me singing Rent or here's a video of me doing tennis tricks. And he's trying to prove how cool he is on Instagram. And he's like, I have like three degrees and I have like fancy cars. And he's like, bro, He's, he's making himself look worse. Every, he really does. <laughs> every post he makes himself look worse when he thinks he's trying to make himself look cooler. What was he talking about? Like he was talking about someone, he was comparing himself to like a celebrity, but he said, well, I have three degrees, so there is nothing to compare. Oh. Was oh, it Drake? No, Post Malone. Oh, right? Post Malone. People are like, he's, he goes, people think I look like Post Malone. So I'm going to sing you a Post Malone song, but I'm not like Post Malone at all. I have three degrees. All right. Cool, bro. And you're like sitting in your mom's basement. I think there was one singing meme. songs to two people on Instagram live. There was one meme of him with the red head and like his blue shirt. And he basically was next to the Paddington. That, <laughs> the bear. Wait, Paddington the bear. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he looked exactly the same. You know Paddington the bear? I know. Yeah. And I was like, I died. I'm like. This is the best. All right. So follow on Instagram if you dare. I'm not encouraging it, but I'm saying it's interesting. If you want some uh, good amount of ego. Yeah. Like an ego from, I, I, I want to say ego boost, but he's not boosting your ego. He's just boosting 
his own ego. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just interesting to watch. Yes. So, but let's talk about the episode. It's the day that Amir is heading to Mexico to mm-hmm. meet up with Andrew. And she's excited. She's excited to be with Andrew. But the trip's making her nervous, understandably, because it's COVID, right? And her visa's running out. Mm-hmm. So that's making Andrew nervous that the visa's running out. It's making her nervous. So everyone's a little uneasy. She gets to the airport in France and you just see it hits you like nobody's there. It's a complete Mm -hmm. ghost town. Face masks. Was this the airport that we had our little debacle? Charles there. Yeah, I don't. Yes. Oh, my God. Terminal five. Terminal three. Oh, terminal three. How do you forget this? This story still haunts me. I don't know if we have time. Again, we're going long. I feel Go like we're still breaking this up into two parts and it's going long. So we were traveling back from Spain. Spain. We were traveling back from Spain. We flew through Paris to get to New York. And it's actually, we already had to like read out our flights because there was a crazy storm in New York City. Yes. Our all flights got canceled. We literally were on in the airport uh, in Spain at the airport in Spain, talking to, you know, Delta representatives, like, we have to get to New York. Right. And they somehow finally, you know, put us on, like, different flights through Paris. So we get to Charles de, de Gaulle. I think oh, it's de Gaulle. I'm going to butcher it. We get to the airport in Paris. There are two airports, so let's see. The bigger one, the main one. And it's a race against the clock. So we get off. Oh, my God. We, we deplane, and we have to find where we have to board next and catch our next flight to New York. So we like run down the jetway. We find someone who works at the airport and we're like, here's our ticket. Here's where we're trying to go. How do we get there? And they're like, you have to go to terminal three. So, all right, terminal three. That's cool. We grab our bags. We get onto a shuttle and we find terminal three. We get there and we get off and the terminal is under construction, basically. There's tape up and down the place. It kind of <laughs> feels like a bus terminal slash airport terminal. It didn't feel like an airport at all. It, di- it felt like we just left the airport and went to another city completely. So we're walking around, just dragging our luggage behind us, going, well, it says this is Terminal 3. Oh, we finally see an airport terminal with like airport logos and different brands. After we walk through a tunnel. And a parking lot. With our luggage. And a parking lot. And we walk in. We walk into this Terminal 3, which looks like a warehouse <laughs> slash prison. Like people are giving haircuts to each other in the corner. They're, they're rolling like dice on the ground and gambling. Like this was not somewhere we wanted to be. No one spoke English. So we're like, I don't think this is right. We're flying Delta and I don't see Delta anywhere I here. I didn't recognize any of the airlines. So we're like looking at our watch. We're running out of time. There were like no coffee places, no restaurants. Literally, just like people waiting by the gates. To it was like something I've weird never seen. Something I've never. There was no even. Uh, I don't even know what you call them. Jetways. Like you had to walk out onto the tarmac to get onto your plane. It was out of. It was crazy. I, so we stopped people and asked them, like, "Hey guys, is this terminal <laughs> like whatever we needed to get to?" They were Nobody like, spoke English. "No English." And I literally like, just kept walking. So we get back on the 
train. We go back to the main terminal and we're like, okay, let's start over again. And we do the whole thing again. We end up back at terminal three. Like, what the hell is going on? We're about to miss our flight. So somehow we find someone to speak to. I don't know who we spoke to. And we're like, we're looking for terminal three. We got to catch this Delta flight. It's taken off for New York. We don't want to miss it. And she looks at our ticket and she goes, you're not looking for terminal three. You're looking for terminal C accents am i right <laughs> so this whole for probably an hour we were going back and forth between the main terminal and terminal three when we should be going to terminal c literally running out of time because we had to check our luggage again yeah and it was back when i was on my work visa so i had to go through that whole like damn checking my background making sure you know my job is legit in the U.S. My address is legit. Like literally checking all my paperwork. So, <laughs> it was crazy. Long story short, we made it. But seeing Amira walk through that airport, I was like, don't go to Terminal 3. Whatever <laughs> you do, don't go to Terminal 3. <laughs> I was thinking the same. Like, is she going to Terminal 3? So turns out she does have a bad experience flying, right? Amira... Gets to the airport, she boards her plane, she takes off. Andrew back in the States gets to the airport via his mom, who's actually somewhat supportive of this relationship. It turns out they're having a conversation on the way to the airport. And she's like, Yeah, like it's gonna be fine. I I feel good about it. All right, cool. The parents are more positive than the actual people. But Andrew gets to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Amira does not. Amira turns out, was detained. Mm. Not in Terminal 3. Amira was detained in Mexico City, right? Which, uh, this is this is where I'm going to wait in a little, right? Mm-hmm. Being detained means you're basically arrested at the airport. Yes. For something you did wrong. Like Now, now don't speak out of turn because I have some information here. So what okay, is your thought? Okay, okay. My just thought is, and again, I've never been detained, guys, but I have been pulled to the side, people checking my visa, going through my paperwork, which took some time, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, was she actually detained yeah. or were they just, did they just pull her to the side? Be like, oh man, like maybe, you know, there is a travel ban or uh, some restrictions because of COVID-19 and you're traveling during this time. You should go back to your country because detain for me, as this is how I understand being detained, you smuggle drugs, no. you smuggle like expensive carpets. You no. have, you have a big amount of cash on you. That's one reason to get detained. Another a few reason, reasons. another reason to get detained is because you bought into Andrew's idiotic loophole idea and thought it was going to be fine to try to bypass American well, no <laughs> regulations. She didn't have. A plane ticket to America. She went. She, to, she was trying to go to Mexico. Yes, but you don't on think a vacation. You don't think they're gonna? Do you think she had a return ticket to France? Well, that's why I was just gonna say that she didn't, and then might I be doubt, the issue. I doubt she had a return ticket to France. So they probably said, "Oh, as they do every time we fly to Europe, show us your return mm. ticket, right?" So she lands in Mexico. Cool. Where's your return mm-hmm. ticket? When are you going back? You know we have a pandemic going on right now, right? Fun fact. Actually, I know of someone, or like I've. Not personally, but I'm in a Facebook group. Someone did do this loophole and people did get a cheap return ticket just to show. Uh, exactly. They, they, actually, the person was saying 
she didn't need to show anything. It was very smooth. Yeah. But just to have it. Well, Andrew should have been in that group and not wherever he was because he. But it seems like he failed. Yeah. But my point was when I was watching this, I was thinking, why is Andrew talking to Amira's parents to find out that she's being detained? Why didn't Amira tell Andrew herself? And it turns out I was looking at social media today. She posted, and I don't know if it was in regards to this, but she just posted, when I was detained, they took my cell phone from me. So she probably doesn't have Andrew's name or number memorized. Yeah, maybe she could she could have made a phone call, but right, and she doesn't know yeah. his number off the top of his head, so she calls mm-hmm. mom and dad. So that's why. So that's why I actually think she was detained. If they're taking your cell phone from you, maybe yeah. But I still want to know why, because being detained literally means you did you you cross the law, you cross the line. Well, I think she did. I think we know she did. She's what they're doing is not okay. I don't. Oh think. no, it's not okay. But people, if there were, there was no travel ban, she could have just gone on a vacation to Mexico. But without, yes, you're right. A the ticket, ticket. I was gonna say the return ticket. I don't think you could just go to a country and just plan to stay there indefinitely. True. So she's detained. Andrew's like. Well, this sucks. I'm going to go to the hotel, set up shop, try to figure out some more information. And that's that's where the story ends. So I'm assuming we learn more next week. I hope so, because I'm very curious to know what actually happened. So nothing more about Tariq and Hazel. They're uh, next time. I'm hoping next time. Hopefully next time. And. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we'll get some drama about Minty. Maybe we'll learn a little bit more about Minty. Mm. And we'll see. I don't know. I'm telling you, there's a lot going on this season. There's a, I know there's haters. I know there's haters, but I think there's a lot going on this season. There is actually so much going on that now I'm glad we did this two episodes I mean, instead we're of one. A, we're almost an hour 20 I know. into this episode. And I'll so. be honest. I still have a lot to say, but obviously... <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into, you know, certain couples because who's going to listen to that? Think about it. We're doing an hour on Instagram live after Sunday. Oh, my God. I forgot we're doing, about it. We're doing an hour for part one. We're doing an hour for this. Is a lot to talk about. It's three hours just within the first That's 24 hours. That's too much. Guys, if if it's too much, let us know. We're, we're just going. We're just talking. We're going hard but we're doing this, we love it. We're doing this for you. So let us know how you like it. If you want it, one long episode. If you like breaking it up, giving yourself a breather, you let us know. We're here for you. Exactly. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy in Love. Slide into our DMs. Smash a like button. Smash like it's hot. Whatever you want, whatever you want. And please leave a review if you haven't. That really helps us out. If you have a podcast, I promise I'll leave you a review. And that's it. That's all I got to say. Until next week. Until next time. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.